Welcome to Dear Wayne State. We're back with Frankie. Hey everybody, it's Kristen. Um, and we have two guests with us today. And Do you want to introduce yourselves and what you do? Sure. So my name is Nikki Dunham. I use she, her, hers pronouns. And I am the Director of Residence Life here at Wayne State. And my name is Katie Turner. I use she, her, her pronouns. And I'm the Academic Initiatives Coordinator as well as a Community Director for the Thompson Home. Awesome. Thanks for being here today. So we usually start off uh, our episode just asking a little bit about your own experience in college and as a student, where you come from, and what that was like. So whoever wants to go first. Sure. Um, so I grew up on the west side of the state in Holland, Michigan, home of the clomping dancers. And yes, I was one in high school. Wait, what's a, what is, is it like clomping? Yeah. It's like wooden shoes, Dutch dancing <gasps> what? for the tulip festival. Yeah, I'm very cultured. <laughs> um, yeah, so I grew up in Holland, and I will admit that um, I didn't really know that I wanted to go to college. Um, a lot of the focus when I was growing up was on my stepbrother, who is a legacy at the University of Michigan. So there was like sort of this hyper focus on him being very successful in high school and going on and carrying on um, at U of M, as a, um, a lot of his family members did. Um, and so in a lot of ways, now looking back on it, I think of myself as really like a first generation college student because my parents never talked to me about going to college. Um, I didn't go on any campus visits. There were no like dinner time conversations about where I was going to go or what I was going to do, et cetera, et cetera, um, or how I was going to pay for it. Um, none of those types of conversations happened with me, at least that I can remember saliently now. Um, and so I ended up following some of my friends from high school and went to Western Michigan, where I flailed for a semester. Um, I was in giant classes that I couldn't find a connection in. I was rooming with somebody that I knew from high school, and that was not going well. Um, our sweet mates were terrible. Yeah. I mean, they just, they really enjoyed partying a lot and would come home and bring the party home with them quite often. Um we're really using and abusing alcohol on like a whole other level. Um, I didn't know the RA. I had no idea who the hall director was. It was a pretty big building at Western. Um, and I just had a terrible experience. And one night I remember calling my dad and I'm just like, I'm going to leave. Like, this is not good for me. Um, I'm not learning anything. I'm not connecting. I don't know what to do. I just want to come back home and I can work and it'll be fine. Um, and admittedly, my parents were both not supportive of my decision to leave, and um, they told me over and over and over again that if I left, I would not go back. So that just made me all the more determined to go back. Um, so I did move back to Holland. I lived with my parents for a little while and then eventually went out on my own um, and started taking classes at the GVSU Holland campus, which was really convenient for me. Um, about a year and a half later, I decided to move on campus in Allendale, and that was one of the best decisions that I ever, ever made. Um, I was actually moved in with somebody that I had gone to high school with, again, into their apartment, um, but they were living with two other people that she didn't know, I didn't know, so like there was that additional connection for me at Grand Valley. 
Um, I got very, very involved in hall council in my apartment complex and knew that I wanted a leadership position. Um, and I held many different positions within the Residence Hall Association at Grand Valley. Um, I was actually never an RA, which is sometimes very rare for someone in my role to have never been in a position like that. Um, and I think my senior year, no, my junior year, I had an RA that was ready to go on to grad school. And she told me that I could essentially do what I was doing for the rest of my life. And that was really exciting. And who doesn't want to, you know, when you're having a good experience in college, you just want to stay in college forever. Um, and that's what I wanted to do at that point. I was finally having a good experience. I wanted to impact a college campus in the way that I had been impacted at Grand Valley. And um, I pursued my my master's degree at Kansas State University in mm. Manhattan, Kansas, which you can do anything for two years, including <laughs> living in Kansas. <laughs> um, I would not recommend doing it for longer than two years. So I've always heard, like, you can do anything for two minutes, so I've never yeah. heard that. Yeah, you can do it for two years. Yeah, Maybe two people years. just spun that for me to get yeah. me to go to school. No, <laughs> you could do anything for 30 minutes, but I don't know about oh, two I'd years. Do, yeah. Yeah. No, my supervisor told me. Yeah. 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 So, cool. Um, yeah. So I went there. I had a, a couple of different roles at Kansas State within housing. Um, they started me in sort of a non traditional role doing uh, leadership development, diversity initiatives, academic initiatives, and um, enrollment management actually mm -hmm. for the department, uh, which was a very unique opportunity and kind of gave me like a brief look at the 32,000 foot level of what um, residence life and housing is all about. Um, and then my second year, I transitioned into a more traditional hall director type role. Um, since then, I went on to a, um, a full-time position being a hall director at Pacific Lutheran University, which is in Tacoma, Washington. So I moved quite far away and really yeah. needed to do that at that time in my life. And um, after that position ended... Um, oftentimes in like hall director, building level type roles, there's a limit on how long you can be in that position. And at PLU, when I was there, there was a, a three-year limit, so it was my time to go. I decided I wasn't ready to leave uh, Washington State or the Seattle area yet. I couldn't find another job. So I moved in with one of my friends from Kansas, actually, who happened to live out there and was in his PhD program at uh, the University of Washington. And I decorated cakes at a Safeway grocery store for nice. six months. Wow. Yeah. That's um, So that gave me some good, I think, perspective and patience building as far as building my career also. Yeah. Like, I just had to wait for the next right thing to come along. And I had to be patient and be willing to kind of take something that I had never planned on doing sure. seriously so that I could pay the bills and, you know, like, live my life. Yeah. Uh, so excuse me, after that, I uh, was presented with a job opportunity at Seattle Central Community College to essentially build a housing program for international students. And having only worked in the field full-time for three years, that was a, a pretty incredible opportunity for me to be able to do. There was a master lease on an apartment building in downtown Seattle, and they said, hey, come and build community here. So I did that. Um, for about three and a half years. Um, in my last two years there, I concurrently was also a study abroad advisor. So um, I got the opportunity to do a lot of different things in that role. After that, my, um, my partner was transferred to a position in Chicago. 
So I moved there with him with no job lined up, but having had the experience that I had previously, I was like, it's fine. I can do this. It'll be great. Um, and it was. And within a couple of weeks of us moving to Chicago, I had a job at the Illinois Institute of Technology um, doing occupancy management for housing there. Um, I eventually moved into the director of residence life and housing role at um, that university. Um, when I decided to leave IIT, I went to Northwestern University, which is just up north of um, downtown Chicago in Evanston. And I worked there in residence life doing uh, leadership development initiatives, RA training, selection, et cetera, as well as supervising some of the hall directors on the campus there. Um, then the job at Wayne State came open, and it seemed like a really exciting opportunity for me um, to not only move to a different area, being Detroit, which is um, thriving in a lot of ways, but also um, I think the city has a lot of grit to it, which I really appreciate and like to be around. Um, and my husband and I were ready to kind of downsize a little bit as far as the city goes. Chicago's bigger than you think it is. Um, <laughs> kind Chicago of, seems huge to me. Yeah, yeah it's, it's an overwhelming place to live for sure. Um, so, and I saw just a lot of growth opportunity at Wayne State for me to really build a team that would positively impact the student experience on this campus. And hopefully in the last nine to 10 months that has happened um, or is starting to happen. Um, and yeah, now I'm here. Sweet. That's kind of a really long winded story, but I feel like no, I mean, I that's like cool. 15 years of stuff. Right. Here, so, yeah. and you talk a lot about like, you know, starting and restarting and restarting and that's good. I mean, I think, that's, yeah, that's true. That's kind of like how life goes. Mm -hmm. Just restart. We're mm -hmm. taking things that you don't think you're necessarily, um, cut out for or ready for and just seeing that it happens to work out or finds a way if you find the right people sometimes. Yeah, and for me, so much of that has been about building resiliency too. Mm -hmm. You know, not to let things get me down and get so frustrated that I just stay in the muck, you know? Right. My my husband calls that the hammock of despair. Like it's really, it, the hammock looks great and like you really want to get in it because it looks really comfortable <laughs> from afar, but once you get into that hammock... You cannot get out of that hammock of despair. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really, you like flip all around and, you know, your legs are all behind your head or whatever. And it's just a mess. So. How old were you when you moved back on campus? I was, I think it was the summer that I turned 21. Okay. I think that is good to know because I think a lot of people are like, well, you know, I can't live in the dorms if I'm this age or that age, but like the experience that you had. I mean, it wasn't really dorms, but like student housing in general. Yeah. I mean, so I was non-traditional age mm -hmm. and I was a transfer student mm -hmm. and those are two sort of whammies. I think that you can feel on a campus is not really being part of the culture right out the gate. Right. And, um, I think living on campus helps with that, or I hope that living on campus helps with that because you know, even if you and your roommates aren't best friends, you might know that they're involved in a club mm -hmm. where they know somebody else who likes the same thing that you like. And it's like a chain reaction of people all connecting to one another. So it's not always just about the community that exists within the residence hall or the apartment building, but building the community on campus just by way of like, you know, this, this web that kind of goes out of connection. What about you, Katie? Yeah, so... Um... I also am a first-generation student. Um, I don't remember my family ever talking to me about college outside of, like, 
well, if you want to go, you can go because you can do whatever you want. And I was like, okay, great. Um, but other than that, it was not really like, you know, we expect you to go or like, here's this. So um, similarly to Nikki, I actually only did one campus visit. And that was because my friend Sarah from high school was going to visit. And that was at Kent State University in Kent, Ohio. Yep. <laughs> go, go Flashes. Ooh, and um, Flashes forever. So we got in her, like, little car and drove, like, five hours to go to this, like, on campus. And um, it was, like, pouring rain. Like, it was terrible weather. And the drive was also terrible. But, um, well, I think that's just because, like, her car sucked, like, in a really bad way. <laughs> like, it was terrible. And um, but you get on campus, and they're giving us the tour and whatever. And it's, like, pouring down rain. And I look up, and um, the library, which is in Portage County, is the tallest building um, mm -hmm. on the Kent State campus. It just had this huge, like, drop of, like, a student. It just said, you belong here. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I said that, I was like, I have to go here. And so, um, yeah, so I went to Kent. It was the only school I visited. The only school. I said that same thing on the, on the first podcast that we had. I said, I showed up to Kent, and they had this big old sign that said, you belong here. And I was like, yeah, probably. Oh, that's yes. amazing. Yes. Yeah. And so you just that's amazing. you just go. And so, um, you know, scrounged up my money for, you know, my on-campus, like, housing. Um, a fun fact, I've actually never lived off of a college campus in my whole adult life. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know. And, um, yeah, so I went my first year. if I have either. Well, maybe a little bit, but I've always been close. I'm always orbiting. Yeah, mm -hmm. like a campus, so that's that's really cool. Yeah, never lived off. Um, Where'd you live your freshman year? Prentice Hall. Okay. Yeah, and so it was kind of like the the last option, you know, we had community bathrooms. But I lived with my friend from co uh, from high school. Um, she only actually lasted a semester. She moved mm -hmm. back home. Um, but I stayed, and I actually joined Hall Council as well. I was like the director of marketing or something. I don't know. I just remember making all the flyers. Um, and I wanted to be an RA because um, actually being a resident advisor was um, really the only option I had to stay on campus because I was like kind of low income as well. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so I applied. I was an RA for two years um, in Wright Hall, and it was awesome experience. And then I was on the um, Residence Hall Association and the NRHH, or the National Residence Hall Honorary Board, my senior year. Um, and that was also live on because like they had to stipend or whatever. And yeah, I just stayed there. So while I was at Kent and like kind of exploring, I kind of set myself up for like two career options. Um, so my bachelor's is in nutrition. And so I did like the Student Dietetic Association and I worked at a hospital and all these other things that I probably should not have been doing while I was an RA, but I just, you know, had to make money. <laughs> and um, so I did that. And then I also, um, like I said, was really involved on campus because I knew that I was really interested in nutrition, but I felt more of a connection to the other students that was like working in like, you know, with hall councils and with RAs. And so I was more passionate about that area. And so I decided to, you know, try out higher ed. And if higher ed didn't work, I'd go back to nutrition. Um, and my supervisor was really great. Um, and he was like, oh yeah, you can do this forever because I'm here doing it forever. <laughs> Actually, I think my hall director that I had is still a hall director. so. Like, he really meant you can, like, do it forever. And so, um, yeah, I applied to go to the Oshkosh Placement Exchange, which is a program for um, graduate assistantship placement, specifically with some, like, housing and res life. And um, I wasn't even looking at Eastern Michigan, but they requested an interview with me, and I was like, okay, like, sure. Um, and I went, and it was kind of like the same sensation I felt when I was at Kent, like, 
looking at the sign that said, like, you belong here. Just my interactions with everybody from Eastern Michigan. Like, I just felt like I had to be part of their team. And so I went there for uh, my master's degree, and I was a graduate hall director there for one year. And I supervised on a resident advisors, and it was the best year ever. And so how I got to Wayne State was... During that fall of my first semester of grad school, they did this program where they brought the grads to Wayne State University campus. You could like meet the community directors and like, you know, see people doing these this work. And I remember thinking like these community directors are so cool. Like they do so much work. And um, I was like, I just really want to be a community director at Wayne State. Like what a cool opportunity. Um, and they were really passionate about their students. And so, um, yeah, I applied to be an intern that following summer because I just knew I had to be here, and I was hired as the Akuhawai intern. And then um, by the end of the summer, they had some community director openings, and um, they asked me to apply for it, and I've been here ever since. Yes. And that was July of 2016. Cool. Um, and so, yeah, it's kind of a funny way. And so now for my current role, um, Academic Initiatives Coordinator. It's a new position that um, we started doing in June, but I kind of you know feel like I really started doing it in like September. Um, and so my responsibilities now include all the living learning communities on campus. So we have five this year, and for 20 to 21, we're going to have six, which I'm really excited about. Um, and then I also um, work on the academic programming as well. And so I have some big ideas for next year. So all those listeners be ready for the big ideas. <laughs> um, and yeah, and so that's a little bit of me. That's awesome. Um, and you mentioned earlier working in the Thompson Home. Which oh, yeah. is kind of a new addition to, like, it's been around for a year or two years. Yeah, so the Thompson, I guess I completely forgot that part, but I'm also, the, yeah, over the Thompson Home. So um, it is the building off of Cass Avenue, and it opened, it's a new reno in 2017. So I was the community director over that project as well. And it um, used to be it, social work. Yep, it used yeah. to be social work, um, and they changed it over into, um, a residence hall for students that holds 56 students. Mm. I think it's about 32 rooms, I want to say. Um, and it is for our students in the creating, uh, I'm sorry, um, the CFPCA, so College of Fine Performing and um, Communication Arts students. And so the building was um, actually designed with those students and those majors in mind. So there's actually practice rooms in the basement. and um, Wow. I know. That is intense. Yeah. So that can be a very um, energetic living environment. <laughs> yes. I was a drama major, and we lived, I like, I lived on campus, yeah. but it always felt like we lived in the Jackman School of Dramatic Art, because yeah. there was lounges <laughs> and open areas and lofts, and people were constantly singing in the hallway and doing their vocal warm-ups and dancing and practicing, yep. and it's very, it's yeah. very energetic. It is, and, um, yeah, and that building is just so cool because, you know, so they have the practice rooms, and um, they also have um, the media lab, so it has, like, the Mac computers and the, I don't know, I guess, like, regular computers, mm -hmm. and um, with all the software on it, so, like, design studios. And, That's cool. Um, and we also have, like, collaboration rooms, and um, there's, like, one of the rooms has, like, the dance floor, so it's, like, a sprung floor for dancers to specifically practice in. Wow. Um, and this year, actually, last semester, we had a, um, a family donate a piano to us, and so we have that up in the room, um, the front room. And, you, like, I'll be in there in my office day and night, and you can hear students in there playing. And um, one time a student was, like, 
you guys have to move the tables back because I can't dance in here. <laughs> yeah, and so they really, like, use the whole building That's um, cool. to their advantage. Yeah, it's I really remember having a piano in uh, my dorm in my freshman year. One of the things I really liked about Kent is that in the freshman dorms, there was, like, a huge lounge, mm-hmm. and there was a piano in there. And I don't know why. I took piano in, like, third grade and definitely quit, mm-hmm. like, two months after. And I was like, I think I'm going to, like, try and learn piano again. And I would, like, go down to the piano room and then <clears throat> just sit at the thing and just talk to everybody. But not yeah. play the actual piano. <laughs> but yeah. people did, and that was cool. Dang, yeah. living on campus was cool. So yeah. it sounds like for living on campus, for both of you, it was a big, like, draw or, like, a reason that, something that pushed you through college, like a motivator. Do you feel like that is true? Like, living on campus was really impactful for you? Yeah, absolutely. I think that if I didn't live on campus, it would have been more difficult for me to walk to my car, get in my car, drive to campus, park mm-hmm. my car, walk to my class. Yeah. Like the motivation level, I feel like is so, like you need more if you're going to live off campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and But I mean, admittedly, that's, you know, coming from somebody who never lived off campus. But sure. even when I was taking classes at the Holland campus of Grand Valley, I was probably missing more class than I was when I was living on. Um, I think another big point is um, it was easier for me to join like sort of extracurricular activities. It was easier for me to be a member of clubs because, you know, club meetings happen at nine, 10 o'clock at night. And if I just live a few yards away, it's a lot easier for me to get there or you know, go home, do some studying, get some dinner, then go to my club meeting, mm-hmm. um, rather than leave, go back to my off-campus apartment, and then come back. Um, so, at least that's that's what it was for me. I think living on campus helped me be much more successful than I would have been otherwise. How is campus living different in the city than it is? Like, I never lived on campus. Like, this is very much a big city. Yeah. Um, and it seems that living on campus would be different here than it was at Kent State where, I mean, we're 45 minutes away from Cleveland. Like, there's no, nothing's big around it. Mm-hmm. Um, how is that, how does that impact students or have you heard that it impacts students at all? Yeah. Um, I think it does. I think the difference is that, you know, there's not, there's way more off-campus housing with a closer proximity to campus okay. here in Detroit. Um, it was the same at my last institution as well. Um, and so the, the decision is much more difficult, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we hear from students pretty regularly, and we, we actually did a lot of assessments just this past fall semester, is that they feel like there's a lot more safety and security, and they live and appreciate living in a much more diverse environment mm-hmm. than they would if they lived off campus. Okay. Um, so we have so- a lot of sort of value-added pieces um, to living on campus here at Wayne. You know, a 24-7 desk in the building, mm-hmm. guest check-in process, um, you know, all of the programming and things that help build connections for students on campus, um, an RA to help when you don't get along with your roommates. Like, that's way more difficult to, to navigate all those things when you live off campus. I lived on Wayne State campus as a grad student, and yeah. while my husband was in medical school, and we had a roommate, and it was his good friend, and those were some of the best times that we've ever had. Um, and 
I don't think we ever even fought once. I'm trying to remember. Like, <laughs> it was one of the best living arrangements that I can remember. Being on campus, I've done both. In undergrad, I was back and forth constantly because I couldn't make up my mind if I was living mm-hmm. on campus or back at home. Mm-hmm. And homesickness, like crazy. Yeah. And then once I was a grad student and I was fully committed and investing and really putting the time into my education, I figured out things like, properly using the library, going and doing things on my own, walking around the community and being independent. I was thankful in undergrad to have an amazing roommate in RA who would take me by the hand and get Mm. me out of my room and say, no, you're coming with us today. And if tomorrow you don't want to, that's fine. But tonight you're coming out to dinner with the floor. Those were like small things that had a really big impact for me, even as a grad student. I'm really glad I lived on campus yeah and I still I live I mean I live off campus but I'm a five minute (laughs) walk to campus (laughs) I can't seem to get away yeah Um, but yeah I wanted to ask like what do you think some of the ingredients are for building community because I think it's changed a little bit over time too yeah I think that's a great question um right off the top of my head like one of the ingredients I think um like you just need to have like student excitement because it's really hard to build community for students, like you have to build it with them. And so I think, you know, for students to, you know, be involved as much as possible and make them feel like, you know, what is being created is theirs is like the most important thing because what's being created is theirs and they need to have like, you know, as much input in that creation as possible. So I'd say that's ingredient number one for me. Yeah, I think that and a general openness and a want to be in community from Mm -hmm. everyone involved, right? Um, So being open to new experiences, physically having an open door, um, you know, Mm -hmm. having open lounge spaces and things like that. So I don't only think about like people being open, but also spaces being open and built again Mm -hmm. for and with a student. So um you know, in, in my career, I think I've learned that we really have to listen to student feedback about what their ingredients are to make a positive community and, and a safe community for them, um, because it may be very different, but there's always some common themes amongst what students will say. Um, so it's it's everything. It's, it's the building to the people, to the leadership, to, you know, the, the front desk. I mean, it's it's really everything in a building for me. Um, what kind of resources do you guys have available for students um, if they need you or something goes down? I mean, for I mean, just anything. What kind of things do you offer for students? Sure. Um, <laughs> other than uh, a place to live. Other than a bed. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's a great, about a weird. That's but, a great question. Uh, what else can you help? Yeah. 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 Like what? What do what do students need to know about like y'all like the housing people? Yeah, that you don't feel like they know. I think that's mm-hmm. that's more what I'm trying to get at is like, yeah. what do students not know about you guys that they need to know, or that yeah. you want them to know? Like, come to me if you have la 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 la. I don't think I know the answer to this question, so I can't like. So you don't know how to ask it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. So I'm maybe I'm really wondering. It's a secret. Kristen inside, like, how can you help? Tell me. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Well, I think 
you know, when I'm thinking of myself as a community director in this, like, student-facing role, um, something that I think is kind of challenging is, like, like, I want to help, but some things, like, I can only know if you tell me. Okay. And so, um, like, when I'm working with students, that's, like, kind of the something, because I'll, I'll sit and I'll be with students, I'll ask them, and then, like, questions will kind of, you know, be unanswered or, like, no, everything's fine, and then it's just, like, three weeks later, it's, like, okay, but, like, is everything fine? And you're like, no, it hasn't been fine for an entire semester. Okay. But it's just like, you know, if you the sooner you tell me, like, the sooner that I can help. Because that's what I'm here for. Um, and that's really what all the RAs are for. That's what all the community directors are for. That's what all our front desks are for on the mm -hmm. front desk. Um, yeah, the, the people that work in housing and residential life are trained to help. Like yeah. They're trained helpers. And I think yeah. sometimes students don't know. I mean, especially when it's a peer. So when it's an RA mm -hmm. or a desk assistant. Um, you know, they see them as more of a peer and not necessarily as someone that may have an expertise in actually helping them navigate this place. Mm -hmm. um, college can be very scary mm -hmm. and there can be a lot going on here. Mm -hmm. um, and whether, listen, whether what they are experiencing is directly related to them living in housing or whether it's related to academics or whether it's related to just general navigation of systems that exist on this campus in this organization um, we're here to help with those things and that's another one of those value-added pieces for me is you have direct access to a professional or student staff member at the university through your place of living mm -hmm. that can help you with those things and um, you know there's there's lots of folks all over this campus who can do that same work but we also are there at nine o'clock at night, mm -hmm. um, you know, when you might really just feel like things are crappy. I don't know how to study. I can't yeah. focus. Like what is going on? Um, you know, an RA can help with that. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, we have a professional staff member on call all night long. So if you feel a ton of anxiety all of a sudden creeping up, go to your front desk and ask to talk to somebody because we will connect you to resources. Um and I think that sometimes it's just difficult for students just to reach out or feel like there's someone around after five. Cool. I think that was the answer I was looking for, that you don't know what you don't know. So students, I mean, I think mm -hmm. we say the same thing. Like, I can't help you if I don't know what's going on. I can't just, I wish I could anticipate every student's need mm -hmm. all the time, but it's just, it's really hard it's really to do. Hard. Um, so thank you for answering that tough question. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Um, so you guys have, you have another question? No, I don't oh. think so. Do you guys have events coming up, things that you're celebrating, or oh, anything going on? Anything going on? Well, there's something always going on. Okay, tell us. <laughs> tell us the things. Um, yeah, so right now we have our um, housing application open right now, and um, so students are able to apply. Unfortunately, the priority part is closed but if you currently live on campus and you're like wow I got to get back living on there you know please do and you can apply online um, and it's open so do that um, something that I mentioned at the beginning is I'm working with the living learning communities and so I just wanted to give a shout out for that so if you're interested in living in one of those um, specialty communities where we have you know very specific RAs and coordinators to help and peer mentors um, that is an option on the um, housing application as well um, and we'll get you um, you know connected with the coordinators in place in those communities so who's the audience for that like what kind of students are you looking for to be part of those learning yep. communities 
Yeah, so that's a great question. So we have um, six of them. So we have our engineering community, and we have warrior business community, we have the honors living learning community, the creative warriors, which formerly called the CFPCA living learning community. <laughs> um, we will have global and the warrior VIP living learning community. So a lot of them are geared towards first year students, but we do have um, some that are for returning students as well. And all the information can be found at housing.wayne.edu slash LLC. We are also uh, reopening the Chatsworth Suites in the fall, which is very exciting. Yeah. I got an opportunity to see an almost finished floor yesterday, so mm -hmm. things are looking pretty great. Cool. Can I come see one of those yeah. rooms one day? Okay. Mm -hmm. I used yep. to live in 701. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah. It was, I have stories about that building. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a treasure. It should be a landmark. But those it is a landmark, which is why we had to keep the facade, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Best cool. days of my life. Chatsworth. Yeah. 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 It, those so, days could talk. Yeah. yeah, so we're excited to open Chatsworth for the fall of 2020. Wow, that um, is soon. Yeah, it's very yes. soon. Cool. Um, they're working from the top down, and things look pretty nice in there. Well, I'll be suites. Um, so a couple of different room options in there, but all of the rooms are shared. So they're double rooms, but connected at the suite level. Um, the, the largest suite in Chatsworth houses six students. So that's a pretty good size. Um, but you can imagine... My living room yeah. was so big, and we I had like six huge windows in my living room. Wow. I had the best view of the Detroit skyline. I could see all the way from the Ambassador Bridge to the Renaissance Center. Mm -hmm. Watch oh. the fireworks from there. Mm -hmm. When they were filming Batman versus Robin with Ben Affleck um, downtown yeah. at the train station, yeah. I could see the explosions and the flashes That's at cool. the train station. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Pretty neat. Plug for Chatsworth. Yeah, so that's a, that's a pretty big and exciting thing that's happening. Very cool. I wanted to mention one other thing that yeah. Housing and Residential Life does that students might not know about. Um, so in our office, um, we have somebody who is more or less dedicated to finding students' financial pathways to pay for living on campus. Mm. Um, so if ever there is a concern that a residential student has about paying to live on, or if you are interested in living on campus and can't figure out how you're going to pay for it, um, mm -hmm. please come and visit our office on the fifth floor of the Student Center because we have some folks that can help out with that as cool. well. Fabulous. I know that can be a barrier a lot of times for students, um, so just want to put that out there. Definitely. Thank you. Oh, um, so at the end of the podcast, we always ask what you are watching listening to, um, reading, and doing for self-care. So whoever wants to go first, you just Great. rattle it all I don't remember the order in it's which okay. you ask these things. But, no, it's okay. Um, I am currently in the middle of reading So You Want to Talk About Race by Ijoma Aluo, um, which is phenomenal and highly, highly recommend. Um, I mostly listen to, um, I don't know what channel number it is, but on Sirius, the like chill wave channel because I hate traffic and it's like real like chill, calming music for me to listen to, but it still has a beat, you know, so I can still like kind of jam, but it's relaxing. It's like the kind of music that you would hear in like, not Bath and Body Works, but Bath and Body Shop. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm currently watching Ozark on Netflix. Okay. Jason Bateman. Incredible. Yeah, I love Jason Bateman. Um, and for self-care, I recently hacked a Peloton. So I bought like a $200 spin bike. 
I picked up an iPad stand that somebody in my office was going to throw away anyway. I bought, like, shoes to clip in because I love, love, love spin class. Nice. Um, and I bought the Peloton app. And so I did all of this for, like, under 300 bucks. I paid $10 a month for the Peloton app. And I didn't spend $2,500 on a spin bike. So. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> That's what I'm doing for self-care. Or $58 a month. Yeah, <laughs> it's... It's, oh, do you go to like a studio no. spin class? No, or? I just always see the commercials and I'm like... Yeah, so you not only have to pay for that bike, but then you have to pay like an exorbitant amount of money to actually use the app on the bike. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's a ripoff. It sounds like a trap. Yeah. <laughs> it looks so cool, the commercial. You'll, you're never going to get them as a sponsor for this podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> for so many reasons. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's so funny. Um, okay, so I am reading right now The Magicians by Lev Grossman. Okay. Um, so one of my favorite like favorite things is like when books are turned into like movies or TV shows. Yeah. Like I always want to like read the book and mm-hmm. compare it. So that's one of the things. Um listening to um probably the most recent thing is um Mac Miller's Circles. Um yeah. and so that's been really good. Actually one of my students was listening to it this morning. Oh wait. Also Post Malone or Mac Miller? Mac Miller. I don't hear it. Yeah, it's the one that they released. Um, it's like, is it posthumous? Is that the word? After he died. Yeah. Okay. I think I right? just say know. after he died. I don't know. I'm not going to try. Yeah. yeah Someone from Mortuary Science, let us know. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but yeah, so that one. <laughs> they released it after he died. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so that's good if you haven't listened to that. Um, and right now what I'm watching, just like general TV is what I wrote down. Um, so I'll just watch like The Flash or This Is Us or 911 or us. The Resident or kind of like whatever's on. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband and I will just like watch it the day after. Nice. Um, and then for self-care, uh, my goal for 2020 was to kind of like declutter and like make sure that I am um just being mindful of like not wasting things and so I've just been really focusing on like not letting my vegetables go to waste mm. so like intentional meal planning is what I've been doing that's good that's a good goal I know I get so bummed when I have to throw away vegetables I'm like this got so much money uh-huh. <laughs> I know yeah so I'm really trying not to do that and like just you know plan ahead Hot tip, I did this yesterday. I had vegetables that were going bad, so I just, like, I took them all and put them in a roasting pan and did olive oil and, like, herbs, salt and pepper. And then I had a freezer pizza that was Mm -hmm. also hanging out. So I didn't know what to, I couldn't eat anything with the vegetables because that's all I didn't have a lot of protein. So I roasted all these vegetables and I threw them on that pizza. And it was... It was a roasted pizza. vegetable pizza. Nice. Highly recommend. Yeah. 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 It really elevated. Good. Roasted some tomatoes. Nice. Some garlic and onions. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's really good. And sometimes we're like just like putting it like in spaghetti sauce or just the roasted vegetable like over noodles. Mm-hmm. Like just like now you have like a one pot situation. I love that. Easy. Easy cooking. Cool. Well, thank you both so much for coming on. I think I've been enlightened about housing. Uh, for sure. Great. Yeah. Yes. Happy to be here. Yeah. Thank you. Right. When is this airing? Uh, so you'll tomorrow. This week? Yeah, this week. 
Okay, well, if you're interested in coming to the conference on uh, February 21st, the Living While Learning, Leading While Learning, I said living because we're living. Yeah, we, are living. living. we are living, we are learning, living, leading, living, learning, loving. leading. If, if you're a leader and you're living on campus, or uh, not. whatever you do, um, please, please email me. F R one two zero nine at wayne.edu if you're interested in leadership roles on campus. Uh, we have a morning of breakout sessions planned, three different sessions, 11 breakout sessions total. And then in the afternoon, we're going to do what's called an unconference, where you're going to group up based on topics you're interested in, create in the moment, improvise poster presentations, do a great gallery walk. You can put it on your CV. You can talk to peer leaders on campus who have a variety of different jobs. Um, it's just going to be a really relaxed, interesting day. It's very fun. Thank you. Yeah. All right. That's it for me. Okay. Cool. Well, we'll okay. see, or how would I say see? Dang it. We'll talk, talk to, you to you next week. Later. Yeah. Wow. Um, bye, Goodbye. everybody.